Amen, brothers. It's great to see you all here uh, on the screen. And um, again, grateful that we could be together tonight. And uh, as Rob said, we're, we're going to jump into the word here in, in a few minutes. Um, but I, I want to ask you a question to kind of set the stage here for tonight. Um, if you could put in the chat, what are two strengths that God has given you or gifts uh, in terms of your character, your life? Just throw them in the chat. Type in two strengths or talents, gifts that God's given to you. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, don't be don't be humble. No. <laughs> let's be humble. All right, we got uh serving, faith and vision, resilience, mental agility, empathetic and patience, unifying. Some one of the brothers said eating. Amen, bro. Uh, being loving, supportive, perseverance and hopeful, leadership and curiosity, serving and encouragement. I like that. Self-awareness. Wow, that's a good one. Bounce back response. All right. Forgiving. Okay. Stick to itness. <laughs> I like that. Encouragement. Singing. Cooking. Okay. That's awesome. Good listener. Ability to share the word in the moment. That is great. Perseverance, encouragement, trainer, patient and loving. Amen. All right. It's great, guys. Serving kids in basketball community. I like that. Humble. All right. So, you know, it's really great when you can stop and see the, the gifts that God has given you. And even better is when you can understand what he's given you and then you see the way that you use your gifts. And then when you're able to even see how your gifts help others, it, it, it's just gratifying. It's, it's something about, um, you know, just realizing, wow, here's how I kind of fit in to this whole thing called life. And God is using me to, to, to help uh, encourage and strengthen others. And, and man, I tell you that, that that is super encouraging. All right, brothers, I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to second Corinthians chapter 12. And, uh, and and then in just a few minutes, um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the word. We're gonna look at uh, a couple of examples uh, of just incredible men in the word. And um, you know, I, I started off asking about our strengths because you know one of the things that we like to do, especially as men, 
is show you what we got. Show you, show you our, our, our strength. Show you our intelligence. Show you our um, capabilities. And um, but one thing that we don't like to do is to show our weaknesses. And uh, today I had a very humbling experience. Uh, I don't know if any of us on the screen have ever done yoga. Um, I did yoga on Monday and I did it again today. And let me just say a brother got humbled. <laughs> you got these women in there and they're just doing all of this, you know, and, and they're standing in these poses for minutes and, and I'm over here struggling. I can't even stay up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, but, you know, it gave me a greater appreciation for just what strength looks like. Because sometimes, you know, it doesn't uh, look like what we think it is. But, you know, the, the, the uh, instructor said to me, you know, she said, you know, this is it's not easy. You know, people think, you know, it's not easy. And she said, but just keep coming. And she said, I guarantee you it'll get better as you learn more and, and more and, and, and you keep trying. And, and the truth is, I see a difference from Monday to Wednesday, you know, <laughs> not a big difference, <laughs> but a, a little bit of difference. And, um, you know, guys, it's, it's important that as disciples and as men of God, that, that we understand that this is not about you know, performance, um, and that it's okay to uh, embrace our weaknesses, to, to share our weaknesses. Second Corinthians chapter 12, let's read together, and this is the um, ERV version, and Paul says, but I must not be too proud of the wonderful things that were shown to me. So a painful problem was given to me, an angel from Satan sent to make me suffer so that I would not think that I am better than anyone else. Verse eight, I begged the Lord three times to take this problem away from me. But the Lord said, my grace is all you need. Only when you are weak, can every be, everything be done completely by my power? I'm going to read that again. The Lord said, my grace is all you need. Only when you are weak can everything be done completely by my power. So I will gladly boast about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power can stay in me. Verse 10. Yes, I am glad to have weaknesses. If they are for Christ, I am glad to be insulted and have hard times. I am glad when I am persecuted and have problems because it is when I am weak that I am really strong. Brothers, this is a really powerful passage because Paul, and this is the point, 
embraced weakness instead of boasting about his strengths. He embraced weaknesses instead of boasting about his strengths. And, you know, like I said, sometimes we don't like weakness. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to look weak. We don't want to sound weak. We want to be strong men. And that's good at times. But if you listen to what Paul says, man, being weak or identifying our weaknesses is really important because God wants to work in that area in our lives. But if we're avoiding it or we're acting like we don't have them, man, we could be missing out on incredible opportunities that God has for us. You know, as I said, man, I, I don't like feeling weak and I don't like admitting weakness, but the reality is, is that I have it. But sometimes we want to cover up these flaws and divert attention away from them. You know, um, sometimes acting like we know what we're doing when we really don't have a clue. You know, acting like, oh no, I got it going on, even though. I know I don't have it going on. In fact, I'm really feeling insecure right now and I'm feeling unconfident and I'm feeling afraid because I'm scared. And just being able to sometimes say these things can be hard because of that pride or because of that fear of, man, what are people gonna think? You know, another way that this can come out is sometimes we can compare ourselves to other people. And we want to be like that brother over there. Little do we know, he's got his reason for why he's the way he is. And instead of constantly comparing ourselves to others, or in some ways, even criticizing others in our heads to not feel inferior. You know, it's like, well, again, that whole comparison thing, it, it can mess us up. Paul embraced weakness. In fact, he used it to be able to say, look at what God did in my weakness. And I believe if we can have that type of humility in our relationship with God, God could do more than we could ever uh, imagine if we embrace these things and not run away from it or not try to deny it, you know? Um, Paul learned a very different way of handling weakness, weaknesses in his life. And he did that by embracing them gladly. Let me ask you, do you embrace your weaknesses gladly or do you avoid them or do you, uh, you know, again, try to hide them? You know, and at first, 
he too wanted to get rid of these the things in his life that made him feel weak. He learned to value and embrace those weaknesses instead of covering his weaknesses and boasting about his strengths. And believe me, if there was somebody who had a lot of strengths. It was Brother Paul. <laughs> he had a lot. He saw how much more of God and his power could work in his life when he embraced his weaknesses. He didn't have to earn or make up for anything because God's grace was enough. And this freed him up to be completely confident in who he was. And you know, that is so important because sometimes we can want to be somebody else or we can want to do something like this person or that person. And the reality is God has made us exactly the way he wanted us to be. And so rather than being ashamed of our flaws or our weaknesses, rather than him being ashamed of his flaws, Paul was so secure in himself that even when wrongly in prison, he wanted others to know what he had. I want to ask you to turn your Bible over to Acts chapter 26. We're going to look at a, a passage here to see just how secure Paul was in his relationship with God. And in Acts 26, verse 29, uh, 28 and 29, listen to what he says. <laughs> While being wrongly in prison, listen to what he says. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. God, Paul enjoyed his life because he embraced his weaknesses. He enjoyed his life. And I think you and I can enjoy life more when we're not trying to put up a front. Instead, we're relating. We're relatable. We're having that, hey, you know what, man, not, I remember when I was a young Christian and I used to st struggle with such and such. That's great to hear, but what are you struggling with today? <laughs> Let's keep that out there, you know? Let's continue to be open about whether our struggles with, you know, are with purity or with discipline or just whatever they are continuing to not be afraid of putting our weaknesses out there. Not only does it allow God to work, but it frees us with trying to look like we just always got it together. It frees us from having the pressure to feel like, you know, I can't be 
you know, showing weaknesses or this, I, I, I can't uh, come across like I'm a certain way. No, I'm just going to be real. And now I can enjoy relationships. I don't have to measure myself with this person or that person. You know, I get to see that I'm loved in spite of my awkwardness or my occasional pride because I'm accepted by God and by others by just who I am. And I don't have to perform. You know, when we get to that place in our walk with God, it's just super exciting because I just need to be who God has called me to be. I'm not talking about accepting my sin, so to speak, but I'm talking about loving God made me, you know, this way. And, and, and I want to share um, all of me, not just the good parts. And I'll be honest, sometimes we need to, to share our, our, our stuff and be vulnerable because that can help people more <laughs> than we realize, <laughs> you know? If you're the guy that, and you may not struggle much, or you may not have, you know, uh, inconsistencies with certain things, but, you know, I can learn a lot more from a guy who's more like me with tendencies like mine than the guy that doesn't and can't relate because he's so consistent and so this. And, and so it's really important, brothers, that we we learn to to not fool ourselves or others about how strong we are, I can actually get access to real strength and power from God when I embrace my weaknesses. Amen? But I want to ask you a couple questions to think about. What flaws or weaknesses do you try to cover up? And I'm not asking you to put that in the chat. I'm asking you to think about that. What flaws or weaknesses do you try to cover up? Because what we're going to do after this lesson, and it's not going to be long, is we're going to break up into groups and we're going to spend some time praying with each other and you know, knowing what we can continue to pray for each other. But I got another question. How can those weaknesses actually bring you closer to God and make you more effective at helping others. Okay, I'm going to say that again. How can those weaknesses that you just described that you can sometimes try to cover up, how can those weaknesses actually bring you closer to God and make you more effective at helping others? Because guys, one of the things that we are here for is to help somebody. We're not here to just enjoy the life that we have in Christ. God wants us to give that away as well. And part of giving that away is helping people understand, no, you're not weird. No, you're not strange with your struggles or your issues. 
I got mine, you got yours. Well, how can we allow God to work through us so that he might be given some glory and some honor? See, in, in, the, in our world today, men don't think like that. They don't act like that. It's, hey, I'm, I'm going to put my best foot forward. And so let's drop facades, let's be real, and let's allow God to help us become more powerful than we could ever imagine because we embrace the weaknesses that he gives rather than boasting about our strengths. Secondly, Let's look at another gentleman who stood out by owning up. Turn to Luke 19, and I'm going to read verse 7 through 10. And this is a scripture that you guys are all familiar with. But he stood out because he owned up. Luke 19, verse 7. Let's read together. And this is the uh, NLT version. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which was a profession that many people despise because tax collectors were known for deceitfully cheating others out of their money. Yet, when Zacchaeus climbed a tree, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start again. Um, verse eight. Yet when Zacchaeus climbed a tree to get a better look at Jesus, Jesus saw something in him that was different from the crowd and told him that he would come and stay with him. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood up before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Brothers, this is a great example of someone who stood out. And the reason he stood out was because he owned up to himself. Zacchaeus was different from the crowd because he had the courage to admit when he was wrong. You know, this simple act of humility has the power to change relationships. Whether it's in our marriages, it's in our families, it's in our roommate situations, 
It's just in our relationships in general. When you have the courage to admit, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I apologize. That changes everything. People are going to listen to you when you take ownership for your actions. Notice Zacchaeus didn't try to defend himself. Zacchaeus didn't blame. He's, well, you know, it's the system. You know, it's their fault. He took full responsibility, deciding to give when he'd otherwise held back. He had made mistakes, but he owned up to them and was willing to do everything possible to make things right. Guys, this attitude got Jesus's attention. And you know, if you stop and think about it, <laughs> this guy was known as a notorious sinner. When you see someone take ownership for their actions, and decide to change, it's inspiring. You know, something happened. <laughs> something happened inside of this person. Something is going on here. And I think even in Jesus's response, it just shows you and I something special. Jesus looks for responsiveness, not perfection, not a perfect record, but responsiveness. That's what got his attention, is he responded from a heart that was open. You know, sometimes we can get so bogged down, even with our sin, that we forget that it's not about our sin. It's about us recognizing, oh, wow, God, you're showing me something in my character here, in my heart, in my mind, that I need your help with. And that it leads us to repentance. It leads us to having that godly sorrow. You know, 2 Corinthians 7. What does godly sorrow look like? Eagerness, earnestness, ready to see justice done. An attitude that's like, I don't want to be like that. Indignation, alarm. Longing, concern. Zacchaeus had that attitude. And his response impressed Jesus. And Jesus said, 
this is part of why I'm here. <laughs> to seek and to save the lost. You know, I want to ask you to think about this. How easily do you take responsibility when you've done wrong? Are you one of these people who got to be like backed into a corner to admit when you're wrong? You know, you got to be you twisted arm and well, I didn't exactly say it like that. That's not what I said. I said, and you get into all of that kind of stuff. That's why Paul says, and the like, you know, but how easily do you take responsibility when you've done wrong? Because that's important. You know, sometimes we can be over-responsible and we're apologizing for stuff that <laughs> we hadn't even done or somebody else's responsibility. That, and, and, and that's, you know, that's a whole other issue. But how easily do you take responsibility when you've done wrong? That is so important, brothers, for us to be responsive when we've done wrong. All right, somebody is loud here. We can mute that. Um, but here's the other question. Are you more concerned with being right than with making things right? Are you more concerned with being right than with making things right? Because when you have a godly sorrow, man, you wanna, you, 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 again, you, you wanna do the right thing. You know, you want to see justice done. You, you, you don't want to, uh, you know, not take ownership. Zacchaeus, he was different. And brothers, he stood out because he owned up to his actions and his attitude. And man, we're going to stand out. When we take ownership, I'll never forget, um, I was working for New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Company. And, and this may be funny, it may not, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And so I've been at the company and uh, it was like the first round of being reviewed. <laughs> And uh, so I'm sitting in there and, you know, my manager's giving me this review and, and she goes, you know, Russ, I got to tell you, you are so easy to correct. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, well, I, I've been corrected a lot uh, in my previous job <laughs> and just come out of the ministry and, um, you know. I, I had a brother, I'm not going to name his name, who was discipling me at the time. And he was really good at, at correcting and rebuking. <laughs> but I thought it was funny that this woman had this perspective about you being corrected. And it was just, it was okay. And here's the thing, guys. 
I'm sure some of us has had similar things said about us because of our attitude, because of what God's done in our lives that we're not passing the buck and blaming or, 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 or shifting responsibility, but because we've learned how to accept and own our sin, man, it makes you stand out at your job. It's why managers want you on their team because this guy's cooperative. He takes instruction, he takes correction, and I can depend on him. You know, we got to have that same attitude in our relationships, whether it's our marriages, whether it's our dating relationships, whether it's our, you know, relationships in our life team. Man, we can't be more concerned about being right and defending rather than making things right. Zacchaeus made things right because of his attitude. And you know what? We can do the same thing. We can be men that make things right. Whether it's in our communities, whether it's in our neighborhood, whether it's in, on our job, whether it's in our life team, we can be those kind of guys that make things right because we got the right attitude. And so brothers, I wanna encourage us as we are you know, in this holiday season, I wanna encourage you as you're you know, shopping, as you're going uh, to family functions and doing you know, the different things that are going on, man, let's make sure that we're taking that time though to get our time with God, to, to stay connected with him. Let's, let's make sure we're, we're staying. And, 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 you know, I know some of us are young Christians. We just got baptized recently. Man, make sure you you, you got your, your your quiet time book and you're going through that and you're reading and, and you're like, hey, let me let me talk to who, who's ever in my life. Hey, let, let's talk about, you know, week eight, you know, matters of the heart. Uh, we, let's stay connected in our relationship with God, as well as in our relationship with one another. And as we come into 2023, man, let, let, let's uh, just imagine, wow, God, I want to, I want to change this one thing, or I, I need help with this thing, whatever that might be. And let's give it to him. Let's, hey, brothers, I want you to pray for me about this you know i know personally one of the things that i want to grow in is just loving my wife like christ loved the church that's something you could be praying for me about i know some of the guys in my life team you know know some of my struggles in my marriage and and just being the husband god wants me to be but that's one thing you could be praying for me about man hey How's that going, Russ? But as we kind of break up here into our, uh, we're going to have some time to pray. I want to encourage us, brothers, think about Paul's example. He embraced his weaknesses instead of boasting about his strengths. And let's remember Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus stood out because he owned up. And anytime you take responsibility for what you've done wrong. 
you're going in the right direction. And so let's let's be those types of men. Okay, let's pray together, and then we're gonna uh, break into uh, breakout rooms, and we'll spend some time in prayer, and then we'll be done. Let's pray together. God, thank you again for this time that we can come together as men and that uh, you allow us to um, know you, to, to know one another. I pray that you help us look at these examples in the scriptures and God, that we don't take it lightly, uh, that we don't have the attitude like Simon, you know, if he knew who this woman was touching him, he calling himself a problem. I mean, he was critical with Jesus. God, we don't want to be that way. Help us be humble men, not afraid of our weaknesses, but instead we are allowing you to work in us and through us so that we can really be strong, that we can be unafraid of how we look in front of people because we know who we are in Christ. God, we love you. We thank you. And we pray all of this in your son Jesus' name. Bless our time in our groups and uh, help us have a great time in prayer. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, brothers. So we're going to have these breakout rooms, spend some time praying when we get into those rooms, and then we'll just um, be dismissed from that after the prayer time. All right, here we go. All right, here we go.